You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Who are you? For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whoopers, sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinkers. I love beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Don't cry victim to me. guys good evening welcome to another edition of unplugged right here on the sns radio network i of course am mr money on the mic jj sexay as always bringing you the uh the best on friday nights right here on the sns radio network as we look ahead to bragging rights this sunday and i thought maybe a little creed would be uh the right way to go tonight considering that it just seems like the raw brand has a lot to overcome this sunday at bragging rights it seems like they have been raped as of late uh but before we go any further i want to introduce my co-host for the night you know him he's my co-host on wrestling news live ladies and gentlemen the dog is off the porch and in the house trey what's going on what's up baby how's uh how's things going in the uh, canada neck of the woods uh you know things are going pretty good uh the wife's back home for the weekend of course she leaves again on monday so you know how uh, that goes. The boss is in town. The boss is in town, yeah, pretty much. All right. You know, uh, I, I, I couldn't help but notice, and Harmony made uh, a, a beautiful statement when watching SmackDown tonight, that, in fact, SmackDown looked pretty damn ugly this week. And do you know why that is, Trey? Why, why would she think that? Uh, because SmackDown was actually in Edmonton this week, and there's a lot of ugly motherfuckers in Edmonton. You know, I, I knew you were going to go there with that. I was leaning towards it was ugly because it was about a lopsided a fight tonight as, you know, a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I mean, SmackDown comes to Raw and kicks our ass and then comes to SmackDown and kicks our ass again. Come on. Damn. I know. I really feel like uh, the last uh, couple of shows, I mean, you know, SmackDown is completely uh, overrun the Raw roster, and, you know, that's kind of making me lean toward the fact that Raw is obviously going to come out on top at bragging rights. And, of course, if you notice, there was even a statue in the on the outside of the Rexall place in Edmonton where it looked like there was a statue of somebody holding the bragging rights trophy. So they're really going all out this year. Oh, wait, no, that was the Stanley Cup. My bad. 
the Stanley Cup, yeah. Um, you know, I, I had made the comment Monday on Wrestling News Live that, you know, this SmackDown team really, I mean, they really overshadow and really outdo the Raw side. I mean, you got Santino on the Raw team. That's a joke. You know, I mean, it's just, this is not a very stacked, let's just say this is not the best Raw has to offer. And I think you're getting the best that SmackDown has to offer. And I, I made the comment Monday that SmackDown looked a lot better than Raw. And they've really booked it that way the last two nights with Raw and on SmackDown and Raw. And it, I didn't think so at the beginning, but going with booking 101 and the way things normally go, I would say you're probably correct in the fact that, that, that Raw somehow goes over at bragging rights. Well, before we actually break down into the uh, SmackDown recap of what happened tonight in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, uh, we did a little discussion on Monday night as to the whereabouts of the Raw general manager. We all know that Teddy Long disconnected him and, and took the laptop and where it went from there. I don't know, so let's play a little ambiance. As we try to figure out what happened to the Raw general manager. Where, oh, where has our general manager gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? The last we had discussed it on Wrestling News Live, Trey, the, the GM had sent you a couple of really freaky messages saying that his keyboard was sticky. What's that with you for being there and not trying to help? Well, when you give me bad seats, what do you expect? Right, exactly. But the last we had heard... We were under the impression that the raw general manager was in fact stolen by the fat guy with the arm full of food. Thus, that would be why the keys are sticky, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm going to put it out there right now. And I wish Robert Stack was here to do this for me. Somewhere out there is the raw general manager. He's sitting on a tabletop somewhere. He might be in a trunk. Can you solve the mystery? Do you know the whereabouts of the Raw General Manager? If you do, give us a call here on Unplugged tonight at 501-588-7957 so we can end this mystery and move on with our lives. That was fun. We need to know. I mean, it's we need to know where he is. Because I don't think he knows where he is. And that's pretty no, sad. That, and that scares me. I mean, that's... It scares me. I, I'd, I'd like to to help out if we can. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if we can or not, but it sure would be nice. Yeah, only call in if you can solve this mystery. But uh, with that said, I guess we'll go ahead and shift gears a little bit, play the sounder, and talk a little bit of SmackDown.
it's time for the SmackDown Recap with J.J. Sexay and the Trade-Off. All right, so did you actually get a chance to watch the show tonight, Trey? Uh, I saw probably 90% of it, yeah. Oh, then you didn't miss much then? No, I missed the first, I think it was the first eight minutes, I think. Well, cool. Well, we start things off, of course, uh, on SmackDown with both teams, Raw and SmackDown, standing in the ring. Of course, Teddy Long comes out, basically allows them to choose what superstars they want to face off with. Uh, tonight, So there's several matches that are set up. Of course, the main event is set up to be Kane, the World Heavyweight Champion, taking on the WWE Champion, uh, Randy Orton from the Raw brand. So basically, uh, I guess the first match of the night was a big six-man tag, which I believe, was it six-man or was it? No, it no, was, was six-man. Six man. Yeah, it was six-man, which, six which basically saw the team of The Miz, Big Zeke, and who else was it in Team Raw? Holy shit. I'm at a loss here. Um, that would be uh, The Miz. The Miz, Big Zeke, and who else? That's what I'm saying. We got Miz and Big Zeke. Who the fuck else was in this match? Uh, it was Miz, Big Zeke, and who else? Damn. See, that, that's, how, that's how memorable it was. Oh, Seamus Shame. was in this, yeah. Sheamus, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because at first I thought it was just a tag match. Then I realized it was a six-man tag. So we had Sheamus, uh, Big Zeke, and, of course, The Miz taking on The Big Show, uh, Rey Mysterio. And Jesus Christ, who the fuck was the other person? Uh, that uh, Tyler Rex. Tyler Rex was in this match? I think so. Wow. Nobody wow. challenged him. Well, I just—I really don't even remember seeing uh, Tyler Rex. Basically, what happened was the the pinfall came down to. I missed the first match. I got. I got. I walked in as it was ding, 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 and it was over. So I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm even looking for a recap here, and I'm not even seeing. Well, see, I'm trying to think. I mean, it was good, good God. The Houston Rocket cheerleaders are amazing. Um, the the whole gist of the show was that everybody was challenging everybody. And those that weren't challenged were in the six-band tag. Oh, it was Kofi Kingston. Thank you, Oh, Crowley. was it Kofi? Okay. It was Kofi. So who did Tyler Rex fight tonight? Because I missed that fight. Uh, he actually wasn't involved in a fight. He did come out and interfere, which I'll get to here in just a second. But this match basically ended when The Miz was pinned uh, by Rey Mysterio after, I believe, a choke slam by The Big Show. And then he basically uh, took Rey to the corner, put him on top of his shoulders, and hit the splash for the win. So... Team SmackDown goes over as Rey Mysterio gets the win over The Miz. Now, next up to me was probably highlight of the night because you had the all-American-American Oklahoman Jack Swagger taking on, of course, Santino Manella. You know, the, the man who has so the bad. Cobra strike that puts everybody down. But, see, the best part of this match was not what happened in the match. It was what happened outside the match because my favorite character on SmackDown, Swagger's soaring eagle, looked so triumphant as they danced, or as he as he danced all the way down to the ring to Swagger's music. Even tried to do a couple push-ups and only could do two before he was hurt. Um, during the match, you at, at one point you thought the eagle was going to interfere as Santo uh, Santo Santino was on the outside. And, of course, Hornswoggle comes running down, who is another member of SmackDown, of course. He's the mascot for Team SmackDown. 
and stops the soaring eagle from interfering in the match, which I thought was hilarious. So you had a lot of back and forth between Hornswoggle and, of course, the soaring eagle, which was just comic hilarity. The best part, really, of that match between those two. You know, no offense to Swagger, he did his best to try and carry a good match, but it made no sense for it made no sense for the SmackDown mascot to try to keep the SmackDown Eagle from interfering. I mean, that was that was kind of dumb. I know. I I was totally lost to that. I'm like, what the hell? But it was funny. They're on the same same team, same team. Oh well, they they didn't obviously get the memo, but uh, so yeah, uh, you know, basically the uh, the pinfall came when Swagger basically got the submission from Santino Morella, thanks to the ankle lock, and it was a pretty quick tap too. Jack Swagger, Swagger. So of course, next up on the show, we saw another promo from Dashing Cody Rhodes. This time, telling you how to take care of those ugly crater-like chapped lips, and he even said use lip gloss. So. I think Internet Dave is probably at the store right now buying some lip gloss. He probably is. He's, you know, he's trying to be one more step close to dashing. So, you know, he keeps trying. Uh, He's he's, he's, he's almost fabulous. I'm telling you, he's been shaving his legs. He's been brushing his teeth. You know, picking. he's he's been cleaning out the ears with the Q-tips. I mean, he's taking these to heart. He's doing very well. I'm proud of him. Good for him. So moving on to our next match of the night, we've got Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Taking on the like sh- <laughs> Taking on the shaman of sexy, John Morrison. Uh and this was a really good match. I, I really enjoyed the pacing that these two had. Uh but in the end, of course, Morrison got locked in the arm bar and uh you know tapped like Sammy Davis Jr. So once again SmackDown in the first three matches of the night have beaten your team raw superstars. Does he have a name for that move yet? Uh no, they're just calling it the armbar for right now. He should call it the tequila sunrise. Well, then he'd have to. The tequila sunrise. Then he'd have to like probably have gimmick infringement with Conan because that was his gimmick. Oh, is that what his movie was called, the tequila sunrise? Yeah, when he used to lock on the half crab that had the arm lock as well, he called that the tequila sunrise. We'll call this the tequila rose. Tequila rose. So next up, this match kind of ended, a, you know, a, in a no contest. But well, actually, no, it didn't end in a no contest. It ended in a win for Edge. Yeah. Uh, taking, uh, yeah, Edge CM Punk. Basically, what happened? This was a really good match, probably uh, one of the best matches of the night, other than the main event. And what we saw here was, uh, at one point, all the members of Team Raw and SmackDown came out, and we saw just, you know, it, it really. I, I could go on and tell you everything that happened, but everybody hit a finisher on everybody else. Uh, that concluded with Edge ended up hitting the spear on CM Punk after the match was already a uh, disqualification thanks to The Miz and Alex Riley coming in and helping CM Punk and, and basically beating on Edge. So this was a very exciting segment to really get you pumped up uh, for bragging rights this weekend as literally we saw everybody hit a finish from Rey Mysterio to The Big Show to Sheamus. Uh, you know, everybody hit a finisher in this match, but uh, very very good sequitur for, for bragging rights this weekend to kind of get you pumped up. So after this, we, we kind of had to cool the crowd down a little bit. Lake Cool comes out dressed as um, Michelle McCool dressed up as Brett the Hitman Hart. And, of course, uh, Layla dressed up as Natalia, complete with the Jim the Anvil goatee, which was awesome, by the way. 
and uh, proceeds to cut a promo about, you know, how nobody knows who she is. Natty Nightheart, that is. She's the, you know, daughter of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And in, in Canada, Bret Hart's the one worshipped, you know, not her. And so this leads Natalia to come out with Kelly Kelly. Uh, this is supposed to be what I thought was a tag match. And basically, Natalia ends up getting the win with the sharpshooter over Layla. And that's going into bragging rights this weekend. There will be a title match, and it is confirmed that Natalia will be going after Layla for the Divas Championship. Still on the fence on this one. I was pulling for uh, for Natty to get the belt this Sunday, but after seeing her actually beat Layla in the middle of the ring with the sharpshooter, it kind of makes me wonder if the girls of Laycool are going to hold on to this title for another month. So, of course, this brings us to our main event of the evening to kind of round out the SmackDown uh, go-home show for bragging rights. The main event was Kane taking on Randy Orton. Uh, basically, what happened here, Kane was about to hit the choke slam when suddenly the gong hits, the lights flicker, and it, dis- it distracts Kane long enough for Orton to hit the RKO and get the pin. Uh, and then, of course, at this point, we see a hole emerging from underneath the ring. As the it was other- not like hole. No, it was not. It was not. It was not, you know, uh, Molina either. But as <laughs> the hole from the ring... Uh, you see The Undertaker come up, and he basically drug Kane into the hole to the oh, wow. depths of hell as Kane fought you know, to, to try to stay out. But I thought this worked out really well, and they're really kind of taking this back to uh, you know, 20 years ago when they, they really tried to do this stuff. I woke up. It was 1984. <laughs> it, did, it did seem really old school. But it was cool, though. No, I, I, I liked it. I mean, so that was how we ended the show out. Obviously, the Buried Alive match is this Sunday on pay-per-view. The Undertaker and, and Kane for the World Heavyweight Championship. A lot of reports are saying The Undertaker is going to be taking some time off this match. I've been saying this for a while. It made more sense for Kane to hold on to the belt, bury his brother, and then he comes back, say, it maybe the Rumble, and they start this, uh, this final run for The Undertaker going into WrestleMania. Uh, we'll see if that's exactly what happens, but uh, it looks like Kane more than likely will go over in the uh, the Buried Alive match. I'm going to agree with you on that one. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, in the books, was your SmackDown recap of the night. With Alberto Del Rio on the show. Alberto Del Rio. And the Swagger Soaring Eagle, which, which I think I'm actually liking more than Alberto Del Rio, which is saying something. But I will say this about Alberto Del Rio. It's your mouth. Did you see the car that he drove into the arena with tonight? Yeah, it was a Mercedes what? Gold... What did he say? It was a gold something or something, something? It was some sort of Mercedes, but I love the Lamborghini doors on the side. That was fucking uh, sweet. Uh, yeah, I saw. Actually, you, it's amazing what those doors that what those kind of doors do for a car. I saw a Mustang with those kind of doors on it here in town. And I thought, whoa, fuck, that's awesome. It was pretty kick ass, man. I was like, holy shit, that looks cool. It wasn't cool as the Swagger Thoring Eagle. It would have been cool if the Swagger Soaring Eagle would have pulled up with Del Rio. That would have been awesome. Ooh, or if he would have flown over the top and shit in the middle of the windshield. <laughs> yes, yes. And and what the hell is going on with, with the abuse that the Soaring Eagle gets on a continued basis? I mean, the uh, fact that... Is this, this going to lead into anybody being in that suit and getting a job? Or what, what's the deal here? I don't know, man. Just the, the fact that Santino hit the Eagle with the Cobra and then friggin' Hornswoggle basically does the tadpole splash onto the Soaring Eagle... If Matt Hardy wasn't doing these videos <laughs> online, I'd swear to God they had him in that swagger soaring eagle costume. I think it's a little short to be Matt Hardy, but yeah, I would think, you know. 
I just speak to Matt Hardy. This is something to get Crowley on. Uh-oh. He posted a video yesterday under Matthew All Caps, which I thought he was done doing. But apparently he's not. He posted a video where he's out in front of his car with the headlights on at some store that's closed, and he's pacing in front of it on his cell phone. And it starts out with him talking to somebody from the WWE, begging him to come back for triple the money. And he said no. And he goes, oh, I got to take this call. Oh, it's a 615 area code, which tells you it's Nashville. And he pretends to talk to Dixie. And then hangs up on Dixie to take Ring of Honor's call and accepts a, a, a deal that he would do three appearances for Ring of Honor. But they have to meet his demands. And he said that he told Dixie that when he was on there was apparently talking to Dixie that he didn't have the standard 90-day no-compete, that he's willing or he's able to compete anytime he's ready. Wow. So that might be something for Curly to look into. Now, we'll say this. TM Bronx in the chat brings up a good point. You know, I would almost think that the Linda McMahon's opponents would basically use this swagger soaring eagle against them, considering that's an endangered species, and we keep seeing it get brutalized every week on television. At that point, I would take my, uh, <laughs> I would take my fucking ID that lets me get into all these Senate buildings, and I'd throw it at somebody and go, fuck it, I quit, I'm out. You know, I... I'll be real honest. We didn't tackle this on, on Monday night, but I'm just really not getting behind this stand-up for WWE campaign. Honestly, and I, well, I'm not willing to stand up for any motherfucker right now, to be honest with you. Well, I, I just don't feel like standing up for the cause because, A, I'm not in Connecticut and could care less if she gets you know voted in as a senator there. Honestly, what, I, I kind of hope she doesn't win. What's that do for me in Oklahoma? Not a goddamn thing. It does nothing for anybody. You know... <laughs> As many times this company has has hurt, you know, and, and done stupid shit to people, I really I just don't care. Before you charge me fifty dollars for a high net pay per view, suck my nuts. Want me to stand up for you? You didn't stand up for my checkbook, motherfucker. Uh, it's funny because Jason Agnew had posted on Facebook that he was sitting down, you know, for WWE, and and I backed that play. I, I'm Kevin Kelly. He said, "Set the f down." Yeah, exactly. I just I, I completely back those guys on that. I'm. Not into this whole stand-up for the WWE campaign or stand-up for any cause, really. Fuck that. I don't need to. But at any rate, I'm done if with that. Chance, if you get a chance to see the final play of the Houston Rocket dallas Maverick NBA preseason game tonight, it's one of those where it's 95-96 seconds, like, point something on the clock, and you think, oh, there's no way they can make a shot in that quick a time. <laughs> Thank again. Well... I want to shift things in a different direction really quickly. Uh, you know, a lot what? of you... What? You're going to shit on what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shit on some things. No. Uh, I think I've already done that with WWE, you know, stand up for the WWE already campaign. Set, you're already sitting down, so you might as well. <laughs> May as well. Uh, now, let's shift gears a little bit. As, as most of you know, and Trey, you know this too, uh, I'm a proud father of, of a three-year-old who sits down and watches WWE programming with me. Now that it's it's PG, I let her watch the show. She'll stay up and watch Raw. She watches SmackDown. She really likes John Cena. Uh, she liked Jeff Hardy before he left. I mean, she really gets behind certain characters, obviously. But uh, we have a new segment that I'm going to debut here on the show. It's not going to be an every week thing. It might be every you know 
once a month, just whenever. But I've got a new segment that I want to debut. Basically, uh, this is a way to kind of reinforce that the WWE has gone PG and get a three-year-old's take on Uh professional wrestling. And I think you guys are going to be pretty amused by this. So uh, at this point, guys, I want to introduce you to the newest segment here on Unplugged. Welcome to Lexi's Corner. La 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 la, la 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 la, Lexi's World! And now it's time for Lexi's Corner, where Lexi tells you about professional wrestling. Okay, so Lexi? Um, what did you think about when Wade Barrett threw that glass of water in John Cena's face? Um, I think it was bad. Why do you think it was bad? Because, because I didn't know it was bad. Did, did it make you mad? Yeah. And, and what do you want to do to Wade Barrett? Um, punch his face off up and, and, and put his head off. You want to punch his head off? Yeah. That's a little severe, don't you think? Yeah, so he never go to the W again. Never go to the W again. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny that Wade Barrett yeah, did that. Yeah. It I was, liked it. But I didn't. It was bad. Right, so there you have it. There, there, from Lexi's opinion. So anyway, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, when I originally sat down and talked with her, which kind of led to, to that segment coming about, uh, I talked to her right after the show had went off the air. No, it was, it was Tuesday. So when we watched the replay on Tuesday, like she literally had a huge reaction over that. I mean, she literally got pumped up when, when Barrett threw the water in his face. She got mad. And oh, yeah. She wanted she to punch the TV. Mad. She was mad. She loves John Cena, so that's no, no. It's not an every week thing, but uh, every once in a while, Lexi's corner will will rise up here on Unplugged, and uh, you'll hear Lexi's views on professional wrestling today. I like it. It's going to make us a ton of money someday, I think. She's a star already. She is. You know, she's got a she's got a, a future in radio. I mean, well, hell, she has to look at her parents. Exactly. Uh, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Glad you guys enjoyed that. Uh, let's bring on the official news source of Unplugged and the SNS Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Kelly, what's going on? Man, I love my music. I, I really do. Anyway, I have solved so far one mystery that you guys asked earlier. And no, I don't know where the... Uh, Joe uh, Manager is, but I do know who's in the Soaring Eagle suit. Who's in the Soaring Eagle suit? WWE agent Jamie Noble is the one portraying the uh, eagle. Well, no, uh, wonder, no wonder he well, bumps I have, right. I have something coming in here. Hold on. Oh, sounds like the battery started now on the general manager's laptop, but I do have an email from the general manager overall that is still missing. Keys are getting stickier, battery getting lower. Help 
help, help. Oh, God, it's a fucking foreign kid. <laughs> well, this fucking foreign kid will, uh, might be able to save the GM because in two weeks' time I'll be live at the World Taping here in England. So well, I might like be able to find to him. We'd like to hope someone finds him before then. No, they won't. The, we don't really care about the GM, to be honest. If, if someone fi- finds him, they'll probably sell him for about 10 quid. So if I find him, I'll just, ho- I'll just hold him um, hostage for a bit and then sell him for a bit of money. Okay. But, um, uh, I'm more concerned about who's on the other end of the computer than I am the computer itself. I, I don't know yet. I, I don't think... Do you know who's going to be there behind just yet? Yeah, but... they do either. Ah. I, I think I'll end up being something like Michael Cole or something with a title like that. But let's go into some news. Apparently, WWE is planning on releasing a new WW, uh, a new silver WWE belt in oh, so next year um, at events and house shows. Depending on sales, it might be brought, it might be brought to TV and, and replace one of the current world titles. What? Yeah. Are you yes. serious? They're, might... they're going to have a belt at house shows. Yeah, in English, yes. what he's saying, they're selling this belt at house shows. If it sells well enough, they're going to create one to look like it for real TV and bring it out and replace one of the world titles. Hopefully, ah. the spinner belt. Um, yeah, but it's silver. The last time we had, we had a silver belt, wasn't it, was the WWE ECW belt. And that looked, that, looked, that looked awful. Well, I think it was, it was supposed to be platinum and not silver, but it did kind of come across yeah. as, as being silver. I mean, silver just—it just screams second place. It really does. So I'm not really a fan of it, but who knows? As long as they replace the spinny belt that doesn't spin, I'm fine with it. Um, what else do we have? Well, hold, uh, hold on, hold on. Is, is there a picture of this online? I would love to see this belt. Uh, not just yet. Um, give it, give it about a month or so and then it'll be online because they are going to release it early 2011. Well, so. you know what this means. Basically, you know what it sounds like to me? It really does sound like the rumors that they're going to basically unify the belts at Mania might be coming true. Mm-hmm. And then they would just bring this out as maybe like a television title kind of thing. Or they could kind of like do it. Like, do you know on last year's SVR game when they uh, had that storyline where they merged both belts together? And had a weird-looking belt that consisted of both belts. No, and it was silver. It was called, like yeah, it was called the Champion of Champions belt, but it was silver. So yeah, that could work. I, I think that might actually happen. It had gold in it too, though, did it? I don't think it did. I, I have to go back and look, but I don't think it did. I, I never used it. It looked like it was just a silver belt to me. It had. Yeah, Curly, it was silver. And it, do you actually, before you come on the air, like set up a bunch of background sound effects to sound like you're in a real news studio? No, not really, to be honest. I'm just sat here in my sitting room, my cat purring, my, my hamster running next to me. No. <laughs> do I? Krilly, oh, do I sound like I'm on show again, Krilly? What are you doing back there? Have you got your pants uh, on? Krilly's mom, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Krilly, mom, go to bed, please. Come eat your dinner, it's stone cold. Are you watching, the, are you listening to the show with, with your pants off again? No, they're they're firmly on, to be honest. But <laughs> what next? Apparently, um, WWE might be, um, as we saw on Monday, giving Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan this new lady ma- ladies man gimmick. 
this might be his new gimmick as it would give uh, Muggle Ko a bit more like reason to attack him. So that would be his new gimmick, basically being a ladies' man. A ladies' um, man. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, apparently WWE will be will, in the next few years will be kind of turning WrestleMania into like a, kind of like a UFC kind of like pay per view where they have like like the two big like main events and like below that they have like the um, smaller matches like oh, like primetime hype and like smaller matches and then lead up, lead up to like the main event. Well, the whole so, uh, it cracks me up how people are so anti-TNA and yet they love this product. I, I you know what? I, I, I just I still don't understand. I mean, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling, and it has yeah. been for fucking twenty-seven going on years. This coming this year, twenty-seven years. It's the big one. It's supposed to mean everything. So I, I don't know. Let's get a priority straight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just just give a time that they they get bored of the name WrestleMania and change it to like I don't know sports sports entertainment mania. This is this is WWE. Um, what else do we have? The, oh yeah, the TV ratings for TNA were down last night from 1.6 to 1.2, so pretty big dip. But I'm not one that really cares about ratings to be honest. So, yeah, they don't shit to me. I don't care about them at all. Um, last night's TNA reaction was actually the 10th, 10th, the 10th TNA rea- reaction show, and that was how many Spike originally signed up for. So over the next week or so, TNA should be entering contract talks with Spike to get some more reaction uh, time to play that show. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I thought last night's reaction was awesome. Yeah. La- last night's I thought was awesome. It, 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 it told the story, it pieced together everything that we saw. And it gave wrestling fans a reason to like actually care about the like storyline because it made sense, which is something that something that TNA had lacked in recent years. See, I'm not the only one that hears the weird noises in your background, like you're in a newsroom full of people typing frantically. Oh, that that's my hamster running on its little. Uh... <laughs> oh shit! You wow. should have just I'm said. Curly's got a fucking hamster. He's talking about pussy purring. I'm done. I don't get paid enough for this shit. I did this to help out JJ. I'm out. Peace. I'm fucking out. Later. Curly, stop molesting your hamster. Fucking foreign kid watches the show with his pants down, and now he's talking about a hamster on a wheel getting all exercised, ready to go. I mean, I gotta call a spade a spade. That's fucked up. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I just I kept hearing this goddamn noise, and I was like, you know, you're really going way overboard to make motherfuckers think you're sitting in a newsroom <laughs> with frantically typing news as it happens. And so I asked, I asked the chat room, and Brass Eye finally goes, yeah, you know what? I do hear something in the background. Yeah. So just, I knew it wasn't me. And you got the whole Richard Gear thing going on. <laughs> uh, That's why I, hamsters I, don't drive, because they can't get out of gear. Oh, 
shit. The fucking bed spread. You foreign fucking... What the hell? <laughs> Just my hamster running around. He, he, he does it for hours upon time. Make up something. Say it's a ceiling fan. Don't admit it's a goddamn hamster running in circles in your fucking bedroom. What are you, 12? No, I'm, I'm in the sitting room. Did you get a fucking pony for Christmas this year? Get a what? A pony. Did you, did you ask for a pony for Christmas? Well, I, I actually own four horses already. Oh, shit. So. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got quite a few animals. I've got four hey, horses. You got your theme song all goddamn wrong. JJ, next week it's fucking Green Acres. Yes, next week it's Green Acres. <laughs> well, next week I'm not here. I'm actually in Cuba. Oh, damn. Well, well, to Cuba. Well, who's going to feed the hamster? Oh, I've got this this girl from down the road to do it for me. She's, no, she's, you don't know any girls. That's the wrong time it's to start okay. fucking lying. Who's feeding the hamster? My friend's feeding the hamster. She actually is. Your mom's going to feed the hamster? No, my, my mom's coming w with me. A girl from down the road is feeding the hamster. And the horses and the dogs and the cats. Jesus Christ, I didn't realize you lived on a farm in England. No, I just... Why are you going to college in Cuba if you live in England? No, no, no. I'm going on, I'm going on holiday to Cuba for a week just because I can. Why? What the fuck's in Cuba? You don't smoke cigars. I know, but my parents are forcing me, and in return I get to fly to Orlando to watch pay-per-view next year. So, it's a, it is a win-win. So, let me see if I get all this right. You're going to Cuba, not for cigars, but so you can go to Orlando and let some chick feed your hamster and your pussy. While you live in England and you go to college in where? Badenstoke. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. I. On that note, I gotta go to work. All right, Trey. JJ, I don't. How does this happen? I mean, really. Well, any you, you, know, you think you know somebody, right? Yep, it's true. And he waits till live radio to say, "Oh, it's my fucking butt buddy, Hampshire. <laughs> What's his fucking name anyway? Peekaboo." <laughs> No, it's it's called Snowball. Snowball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. <laughs> Snowball. That's awesome. Anyway, um, where were we? Um, Back to the news, Curly. Fun. Back to the news. Anyway, yes. As we know, Tough Enough is returning soon, apparently. Um, and when it does, it will basically kill off NXT on WWE.com. And it looked like it's going to the USA Network either, follow, uh, either following WWE Raw or on Tuesday at 10pm. Um, as, we, as we saw this oh, today and Monday, our truth was not in um, our tapings because, well, he's not allowed in Canada because of, his, because of his criminal record. Okay, he Here, here's what kills me. And, and Trey and I discussed this with Nick Paglino of WrestleZone on Monday night on Wrestling News Live. The the deep push of MVP, who's just kind of there. And yet you've got R-Truth, who can't even make it into Canada because of his criminal record. But yet he gets a push and is on this bragging rights team and has really been uh, one of the main people featured on Raw shows over the last couple of months. But MVP, who served his time and can actually travel to other countries, 
doesn't get a push, but our truth does. I, I'm flabbergasted here. I don't know what to I say. Really, I really think that it's it might be something to do like with him being involved with, with Matt Hardy because those, those who are friends, Matt Matt Hardy starts fucking around, and then we don't see MVP on TV very much very often. I know at one point his men had this big push. Do you remember when he lost? When he lost, the, he lost for, for twenty weeks straight. That was meant to be a push for it. Like that was meant to be a test. If because if he survived that, he he would have received a bigger push, and that push has gone nowhere. So MVP right now might be thinking, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Because as I as I often say, he he is a great talent. He's just not being used at all. No, he's not. And, I don't know. I, I don't know who he pissed off. I don't know who's bagging shit in. But that guy has been underused. He he is so over with the crowd. And like, where's it? Where's where's his brand new theme music? He uh, he he um, recorded a song about three months ago. Like it's like uh, this new rap song that that, that is his debut, and it's not happened. Isn't it called "I'm Jobbing"? <laughs> Nobody can stop me. I'm Jobbing. Nah, it's. I, I, I wish I could find the link for it, but it's somewhere hidden. But it's actually a good song. It's just, it, that is one thing that that does confuse me about WWE. They have guys like MVP, MVP who are talented, and they just don't push them. And they are content on this youth movement. Guys like MVP should be getting pushed along with the youth movement. I agree. I absolutely agree. When guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all them are done, which some of them are, Triple H, we're still iffy on. I almost think he's yes. done at this point. I mean, honestly, he might come back for Mania or maybe the Rumble. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I know he's, he's coming back one night only. Yes. Do you have a story on that? Of, yeah, he, he's going back for the fan appreciation on the 30th in Connecticut. Um, not, not in a wrestling um, capacity. He's just there. According to uh, like reports, he will be back when his arm is fully healed. Some people have been saying that, that he is retired, but no, he's not retired. He's just working at, 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 the, um, at the offices until his arm is fully healed. So I do see him having one last run in the E, like, like as a top guy before fully retiring to, to the back. Well, like I said, he's about one knee injury away. If he ever tears one of his quads again, he's done. Oh, apparently MVP did debut his new theme song on Superstars. Well, that shows you how much WWE like him. They they haven't have new music on Superstars, which no one watches. Wow. What else do we have? Yeah. Um, speaking of of the youth movement, Kevin Nash said in an interview. Oh, I I can't find the link to who it was, but he um, commented about the youth movement in, uh, in WWE saying um, that pushing kids quickly will not do anything and that uh, companies need to stick with the old guys. Um, Chris Jericho actually tweeted back like on Twitter saying that uh, interview was so short-sighted and, and, um, in, and indicates the, the entire WCW attitude. WWE's youth movement is a mistake. Ask The Rock, ask Goldberg, ask John Cena. If it took them um, took, took them six years before they drew money, six or six, seven months maybe, so people want to be something something or people want to see something new. So there's a big argument right now about the youth in the E, saying they should be they that they should basically be pushing the old guys as like in, 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 instead of the young guys. 
if you do that, you get TNA. Well, again, they're in a, a, a they're in a youth boom. Obviously, when you've got all your veterans that are gone, I mean, you have to build new talent. And WWE put themselves in this predicament. I mean, I've said for the last five years that the biggest mistake this company has made is to put all their eggs in one basket on John Cena. Mm-hmm. And aside from Randy Orton finally getting his push and John Cena, those are the only two guys really in the last five years that have gotten a push. Well, yeah, like it. If you look back to what two thousand like four back back then, it, Cena was still the one guy they were pushing. So they really need to get some more guys that can become big stars. That's why I firmly believe Wade Barrett will win the, the world title this Sunday at Bragging Rights, just because that will make him a star, like a bigger star than he already is. Plus, they have this this tour here in England in two weeks' time, and I firmly believe him. Guys like Sheamus, you got guys like The Miz. They are stars in the making if not already stars. So, while some wrestling fans in brackets don't like the youth movement, it has to happen at some point, because you can't keep, you can, you can't keep living off the past. Because the, the past can't help the future. It, 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 it can only help the present. I agree. I mean, it's called evolution, basically. You've got to move on. You can't have the same guys headlining for 20 years, although Hulk Hogan is still around. Yeah, but... Hulk Hogan... He he's one of these guys that quote unquote change wrestling forever. As long as he just stays out of the ring, I'm fine. As soon as soon as soon as he gets in the ring, I I I turn I I will just turn off the the, like, the TV because some guys should not be in the ring. Some guys like him, Ric Flair, should just stay away from the ring. Okay, stay involved in wrestling, but just stay away from the ring because those guys can't aren't good. Mom draws these days. Just look at their their um, touring it down to Australia. For the Hulk, the Hulkamania tour, that that failed. It went bust. But well, yeah. Some people, when you've got Flair and and Hulk Hogan headlining the tour and the matches are shit, I mean, yeah, you you can't expect them to you know completely you know book full houses. It just it just doesn't work. I mean, obviously they they had some good talent on that tour, and then they had the Nasty Boys. You know, uh, I mean, so I mean. <laughs> That was really the last tour that Umaga was a part of, unfortunately, because he passed away right after he got back, which sucks because I liked Umaga. I thought he was a hell of a talent, but you know, that's just the way it goes. I, I just I think that their their uh, their tour in Australia was an absolute bust, and lucky for him that once they were done with the tour, you know, TNA was right there, and and that was the next big step for Hogan and Flair. So, yeah, but since uh, since they since they revived. Like they've not really bring in the, the viewers that they thought they would. No one has. So, I I think TNA really do need to look at WWE and actually start pushing talent, like from like lower down the card. Because like guys like Beer Money, they, like guys like Beer Money, AJ Styles, they are the present. TNA do do also need a future, and that's what the, and that's what the WWE have got. WWE have a have a, like a present talent. Triple H. Like the Undertaker, but they also have the future, the Miz, Sheamus, way back. So, hmm. Oh, and, and the lose, and the last news story is Christopher Daniels has signed a contract with Ring of Honor, and will be making his debut as a full-time member of, of, of the roster very soon. Well, I see that this this is kind of funny to me because I had thought all along he was signed with Ring of Honor when he left TNA and went to go work for them. I, I was under the impression, and I guess you know. Obviously, he hadn't signed anything formal, but 
as much as he's been working with them, this is not a big shock to me, and uh, good for him. Well, that's a bit like um, Charlie Hoss and Sam Benjamin. They've been working shows for Ring of Honor, but they've not. Had, but they're, they're still not contracted to Ring of Honor. Well, I think they're <clears throat> they're keeping their options open, which is smart because I mean, Haas and Benjamin. Whether you think Charlie Haas is boring as paint when he wrestles, uh, I don't personally. I, I've seen the guy work. I've worked shows with him on indie scenes in, in Oklahoma. Um, I think he's a fantastic worker. Uh, I would love to see both of those guys get their due in the business. And, you know, I mean, they're keeping, obviously, their options open. They, if they sign with Ring of Honor, then obviously they can't uh, make or break and go to, you know, Japan. They can't sign with TNA. So they're keeping their options open. I think it's a good thing for them. I would love to see them go to, to, to TNA and have Kurt Angle as a manager and make, make it like a new form of t- team angle. But just have Kangle as a manager, since since now he's retired, and just have Kangle be be the mouthpiece for both Haas and Benjamin. And, and that could work, I think, if you brought in Haas and Benjamin to the uh, to TNA, basically to help out Dixie, and you know, obviously be the muscle of of a guy like Kurt Angle. I think that when you look at bringing in Haas and Benjamin uh, with guys like Kurt Angle, I, I think that's that's a good stable foundation for. You know, uh, the Immortals, you know, they're obviously going to have to go up against the Immortals. And I think that having a roster that rich with those guys is going to help out immensely. But we'll see how they run it. I'm, I'm still not big on what TNA did. I wasn't really a big fan of the show this week. And really, I mean, re- reaction did basically tell you a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, why they came to be that way. I'm just I don't know, man. It just left a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, it made sense from a standpoint, but I wasn't just really into what happened uh, with with the show, honestly. I didn't mind. Like, I did get a chance to watch TNA, and s- people, f- for some reason, loved the, the match between Mickey James and Serena. Or, is it Serena? So I don't know. But in my opinion, Mickey James didn't actually look that great. Mickey James looked average, which okay, it's not a bad thing, but I don't see her being the one that's going to save that division. She just looked kind of meh. Like, and the end, the ending of the match was pretty weak. Did you see that? The uh, weird roundhouse kick to end the match? Yeah, I did. I did catch was, that. I think the best part of Impact was actually the, the uh, debut of Katie Lee, a.k.a. Winter, now on. I was going to say, I thought that segment was, was rather strange, with her just kind of showing up and then nobody else saw her except uh, Angelina Love. I thought that was interesting, the way they pulled that off, but... Uh, I want to see where this this goes, but you know I, I'm I'm a big fan of Katie Lee Burchill now wrestling as Winter, so we'll see how that goes for the company. Yeah, I was a huge fan of of hers on um, ECW when she was on the ECW brand because she has that unique look. She's not like she's not like the other girls who have like this like blonde hair Barbie look. She has this this unique style, and I've seen her wrestle a few matches down on I, I think it's I think it's OVW, and she can wrestle. I saw a wrestle match with Beth Phoenix, a ladder match, and it was off the fucking chain. So I think Kaylee might be the dark horse that could save this division because she can work decent matches. Well, I think she might help. Like I said, I think Mickey and her coming to the uh, knockouts division is going to be a solid shot in the arm for TNA. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But um, again, like I said, I think they're both going to be major players in the knockouts division. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fair to say that. Anyway, that's all the news that I've 
actually got on my little sheet of paper. So, alrighty then. Unless you want, well, the, the, you want, there there was one thing. Now you'd mentioned the Kevin Nash comments. Didn't Jericho kind of rebut those? Yeah, I I said that a minute ago. Okay. His, yeah, his comments was his his comment saying, um, not, yeah, this is this, this is Jericho's tweets. Uh, Nash's interview was just, was was so short sighted and 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 um, indicated of the entire WCW attitude. WWE's youth m- movement is, is a mistake. Ask the Rock, ask Goldberg, ask Argentina. If if it took them six six or seven years for they they drew money, May, six 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 or seven months maybe. People want to see something new. That was Jericho's response. Right, and he's right. I mean, you know. Guys like Goldberg were the right place, right time, and got pushed to the moon. And I really feel like Goldberg was the only star WCW ever made, honestly. Sting was an NWA star before he ever worked for that company. So was Flair. You can't really use those guys. Vader was a big deal before he joined WCW. They really didn't make any superstars until Goldberg came along, and that's the only one that they ever made for that company. And Goldberg, most of his streak was was him just basically... Killing jobbers. Yeah, how many times so, did he beat Jerry Flynn? Not Jerry Lynn, Jerry Flynn. Like five times. You know, I mean, he, he beat every jobber on the roster, and then I think he got a match with Sting, or it was a, a screwed up finish. And mm-hmm. he had Diamond Dallas Page, and he had Raven. And didn't really have much of anything else. So, you know, I, I look at that streak, and it's it's laughable to me. But, you know. Would, wouldn't there something like 187 of streak on that? Something massively big like that? Well, you would think, right? And, uh, it's, uh, WWE, that, those, those were the days, the, the, the fun old days where wrestling was crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I have no news stories, so on that note, I will depart. I might be here next week, depending on what internet connection I can get in Cuba. Live from Cuba, we could have Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com right here on the show. The fucking foreign kid gets more more foreign. You, you will be more international. Well, we will have to call you Mr. Mr. Crelly, Mr. International. Mr. Wow, that's now another. Well, when, when I, I will literally be the international sensation. You will be, yes. <laughs> so, on that note, I will depart, possibly speaking to you next week, depending if Cuba... Give me the internet to speak to him, speak to you down there in Canada. All right, brother, sounds good. We'll talk to you next week on the program. Peace. All right, guys. With that said, I think it's time we take awesome. our first commercial break of the night. We'll be right back discussing a little bit of some video games, taking your calls, reading emails. If you have an email, be sure and send it to Sunday Night Showdown at Yahoo.ca. But we'll be right back in a few minutes. We're going to talk some gaming right here on Unplugged on the SNS. Radio Network.
Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to JJ on the SNS Radio Network. Work it. Voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. There's so much more to the internet than porn. Like this. Just like driving on an open highway. Turning face to stars and stripes. And they want more. That's what I'm here for. All my favorite songs. Playing the best country music. It's the absolute best in country music with the TD Top 20. The top 20 songs in all of country music. Right here on WTR with your host, The Trade Dog. Come on, DJ. Hit me with another track. Get up and party while we count them down and check in with artists that make these hits happen, like Jason Aldean. Bartending is, um, I can do that. Anything you like to drink, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Crown and Seven is my specialty. <laughs> and Carrie Underwood. That's a, an amazing, sad, and happy time in somebody's life. And the daughter's saying, it's okay, Mom. You know, he's good. He treats me like he's supposed to treat me. This is what you would want for me. This is a man that you would want for me. Are we on the air? Yes, you are. The TD Top 20 Countdown with your host, The Trade Dog, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, every Saturday night on Wild Talk Radio and the SNS Radio Network. The station with the best, me, best, me, best, me, best, me, best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the music. Best music. Wild Talk Radio. WTR. There's nothing more gross than stinky, yellow, nasty earwax. My name is Dash and Cody Rhodes, and I'm here to show you how you too can be dashing. In order to remove such an unsightly substance, use a cotton swab. You want to gently place it in your ear, move it around in a nice, Circular motion. Don't stick it in too far. Wouldn't want you to hurt yourself. That right there will move that nasty, mustardy, cheddar cheese, awful substance from your ears. I'm Dashing Cody Rhodes, bringing you one step closer 
to dashing. Hey, JJ, we got a little bit of time before wrestling starts. Uh, anything in particular you want to watch on TV? I don't know, man. Seriously, whatever you want to watch is fine with me. Dude, let's watch American Idol. This is American Idol. Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with you, I think, based on what your friends and family are telling me. Well, dude, dude, my ego need, needs to stay, stay, stay intact. Well, you're more embarrassed than Clay is. Yeah. You believe that you've created everything for all of us, correct? There's a song, and I do credit YouTube for the song. You want the credit, you get the blame. I'm guessing you want me to lose every kind of point and, oh, fuck's sake. Okay. A power and a force that you've never seen before. They got the ability to morph and even up the score. No one will ever take them down. The power's on their side. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Muddy Morphin Power Rangers. There's the chorus. See, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you, you guys can't sit there and say Crowley's not the man, because uh, I'm surprised he did it, quite frankly. That was awesome. All the props to Krillin. Absolutely. Now let's smack him in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking porn kid. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Guys, we're back unplugged right here on the SNS radio network, or should I say, fellas, we're back. 
Now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit, start covering a little bit of uh, some gaming news. Obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that on Tuesday there's just a shitload of games coming out at a retail store near you. The most important being SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. Over 70 characters. Awesome DLC packs coming out in the future. We just had Brian Williams on the Causecast this past Tuesday. Myself, Charles Shane, the Phenom, of course, who actually has a copy of SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. He actually got his in the by FedEx today, so he's been playing all day and putting up videos over at cause.ws. Definitely check those out if you get a chance. Of course, we will be back next week on Tuesday to do an abbreviated version of the Causecast, kind of give our review on what we think of the game, and uh, you know, possibly some listeners can call in and kind of give us their thoughts on the on the game as well. Of course, Crelly saying that the game won't actually come out till next Friday in the UK. Well, Crelly, sucks to be you, my friend. Sucks to be you. Well, that said, of course, not only do you have SmackDown versus Raw 2011 hitting stores, but you have the other one that I'm really looking forward to, The Force Unleashed 2, which, if you haven't played the demo, is fucking fantastic. I, I have to admit, I am looking forward to this game just uh, based on what I played in the demo. I can't wait to see all the little intricacies. The story looks great. All the cutscenes that I've seen so far look fantastic. So those are two definitely that uh, I will be getting on Tuesday. Can't wait till Tuesday. I believe Rock Band 3 also comes out on Tuesday. Not that I care. Not only that, on Tuesday there's also the DLC pack for Red Dead Redemption. Which, if you don't know about this one, if you're a big zombie fan and you've been playing Dead Rising 2 as of late, well, it's about to get old school as Red Dead Redemption will have the Undead Nightmare DLC coming out, which basically has zombies invading the Wild West, which looks to be absolutely awesome from what I've seen in the trailers so far. Definitely be uh, picking up a copy of that DLC as well. Uh, However, last week, EA's MMA game, which I have not yet played, I have played the demo I really do like the grapple system. I think it's a lot better than the uh, UFC game, but uh, I really did enjoy that, so I'm looking forward to maybe playing that in the near future. But the other big one that came out last week, of course, Fallout New Vegas. And I have yet to play this. I did look at a couple of reviews. I heard IGN talk a lot about some of the stuff that's going on with that game. From everything that I've heard, and again, I have yet to play the game, But from what I have heard, it's really buggy. There's a lot of issues. I know there's a lot of corrupted files that have been happening with a lot of saves from the uh, the staff at IGN. Obsidian is the company that's putting this one out. And if you remember, back earlier this summer, I was basically poised to pick up Alpha Protocol, which was another game done by Obsidian that was a spy RPG game. Well, this one got really bad scores. The story's great in that game, but the gameplay was pretty shitty. So Obsidian has kind of gone from being a name that usually puts together good RPG elements to, um, you know, and really, Fallout is still getting a, a nice score, but there's just a lot of bugs and a lot of patches that need to be reworked with this game. Um, but I believe we actually have a phone call. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? How's it going, JJ? This is the Sensational Sean, of course, from uh, right here, I guess. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing. I thought I'd call in and we could talk a little about Fallout New Vegas since I've had it since Midnight Monday and I've been playing since basically Midnight Monday. Have you, but before you say anything, have you run into a lot of the bugs and stuff that, that people are talking about? It, well, unfortunately, 
it wouldn't be Fallout if there weren't bugs in the game itself. And yeah, I've run into a good amount. Um, I've had some freezing issues, uh, some frame rate skips, but the frame rate skips are really here and there. It's hit and miss with those, but the the freezing is a little bit more. It happens a little bit more often. I mean, every now and then you'll get a three second freeze, a two second freeze. Uh, it depends on what's going on on screen, really. Uh, I know that at one point. I was fighting a couple geckos, to be honest, and uh, one jumped up in my face. At the same time, I was trying to pull up my vats, and it kind of froze for me for a few seconds, stopped, and then it started back up. So it was it was really depending on what was going on in the game at the same time. Um, it, it was just really engine-wise, I think, is what is going on with it, that the engine's getting a little um, too much going on at the same time. So, yeah, I've had a few problems, but, I mean, the game itself... Uh, the game more than makes up for the bugs itself. So as far as the, the review score that IGN had given it, I don't actually have that in front of me. Um, they gave it an 8. They gave it an 8. Uh, let me verify that, but I believe they gave it an 8. Um, unfortunately, I think that's the same score they gave another game, which I do not agree with at all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you're talking about SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Greg Miller reviewed the game, of course, for those of you that didn't know, last week on Saturday, last Saturday, they actually had this uh, this cause that they were trying to raise money for, for the children, basically, and they did a 24-hour gaming marathon. During that time, uh, Greg Miller sat down with THQ's Brian Williams, and they basically had a Iron Man 60-minute Hell in the Cell match. And I watched this thing from start to finish, and I was bored to tears through a lot of it because Greg Miller basically spammed the float over DDT. If I had a dollar for every time that guy hit the DDT, I'd be richer than Donald Trump. I mean, seriously. And and he when he's reviewing the game, he's bitching about He actually brings the, the, the session he had with Brian up and said that Brian was reversing everything. And so he felt the need he had to spam DDTs to basically uh, get himself over, which I thought was, well, obviously that's that's a lack of his you know, skill to play the game. So to give it an eight, when last year's game, SmackDown versus Raw 2010, actually got an 8.5. So you're going to tell me that a game that has all these enhancements, a better robust story mode with new cutscenes, granted it's got a new grapple system that sounds pretty epic. You're going to tell me with everything that is involved with this game, you're going to take it a 0.5 back? And it, it's it's a much better game than last year's game. Uh, to me, I mean, that just screams of stupidity. To to be honest, I, I want to go and throw this out there. I've never really gone with IGN scores. I mean, every now and then I'll take a look just to see what a game got. But I like to look at what the community is giving it. I mean, GameFly, I use them a lot. I, I I get my games from them, and their community seems to be knowing what's really going on. But I mean, until you've played a game. You don't really know how you're going to feel about it. So it's one of those games that once you get in your hands, you'll really know. But a lot of people really depend on – I like to call it the corporate reviews because a lot of game companies are pay, are paying off people just to give them good reviews. I mean we can go back to the infamous uh, Kane and Lynch review from GameStop, GameSpot if you want to really just see how things go. But I mean a lot of people depend on them. And I'm not one of those people. I like to play the game myself to really enjoy. So, yeah, you but, know, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, after I read that review, and I actually I read it a couple days ago. You sent me the link today, but I think I yeah. read it yesterday. And 
I just kind of glanced over at it and looked at everything he talked about, and he was very positive in the review. But to say that it's an 8.0 compared to an 8.5 from last year when this game obviously has made a vast improvement just in the videos that I've seen alone from the Create a Finisher videos. Uh, fucking epic fantastic. The, the Create a Wrestler models have changed. I mean, again, I haven't played the game. I'm actually hoping that FedEx is going to be sending me a copy tomorrow or Monday, um, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I, I saw some of the videos. I mean, the... Uh the video of WWE Universe. I mean, I've, I've really been up and up about it. And as soon as I saw the video of how it really ran, I immediately cried joys of tear, um, tears of joy uh, about how awesome it looked. I mean, it took me back to the one of the original SmackDowns where they were having a real career mode. So this is actually going to make me very happy, and I'm really going to enjoy using the uh, WWE Universe more than anything else, really. Yeah, the universe mode is going to be kick-ass. I mean, uh, everything that I've I've heard about it, and we had Brian on the, uh, if you haven't listened to the Causecast from Tuesday, I highly recommend you go over to, uh, well, obviously you can download it from the front page here of the website, but the Causecast with Brian was fantastic. Some of the stuff that he told us in regards to the game, uh, stuff he hinted on for next year's game, the fact that I'm getting a chef hat and a chef coat put in the game because I requested <laughs> it, it's pretty fucking awesome shit right there, people. Oh, yeah. But uh, definitely check that out if, if you're interested at all in SmackDown versus Raw 2011. But, uh, again, it does hit stores this Tuesday, and I will be, as soon as I get the copy, I will be working on the eFed stuff. It looks like we've done the last eFed with 2010. So I'm going to be updating everything. So if you people that are in the eFed want to remake your characters and do what you'd like to do and send those back into me, then we can do that, and I can, if need be, I can make modifications now that you can actually upload and download stuff and, and change it around. But um, So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a, a huge thing for the eFed in general. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, the first thing I always do with my new copy of SmackDown vs. Raw is I create myself a new person. So I really cannot wait to be able to create my person and actually see what kind of modifications people will actually use. I mean, I had a couple of friends download... Uh, including you, you used you downloaded it last year or for last last game, and I mean they really enjoyed using my one character. But it's gonna be really good to see how people can change it and how they can modify it, and it's really gonna be enjoyable just to be able to see what other people can do with their stuff. No, I agree. I you know the fact that this year in story mode you can use belts and cutscenes is fantastic. Oh yeah, that bothered Definitely. me last year that we couldn't do that, but you know now this year it's looking like that's. That's obviously changing. So, uh, again, the game comes out on Tuesday. Do listen to the Causecast. At one point, I'm trying to remember at what point this was in the interview with Brian. Oh man, I, I can't. I just lost my train of thought. Definitely, like I said, just check out the Causecast. I think you'll you'll be fairly surprised at some of the stuff you hear about. And again, the game ships on Tuesday. Pick up your copy. It's well worth the money. Can't wait. I've already got my copy uh, waiting for me at GameStop, which is going to be great. Now, as far as Fallout New Vegas. Kind of uh, get me caught 8. up here. Five, excuse me. Sorry. I oh. got an 8.5 from IGN. Wow. So a game that buggy is beating out SmackDown versus Raw 2011. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. But you were trying what you were trying to say, I'm sorry. No, oh, no, I was going to say tell me a little about the, the the story here with Fallout New Vegas. Obviously, it's not the same character from Fallout 3 and it takes place in a different locale, but kind of kind of get me set up with with how things start off for your character. Okay, um, basically the first, uh, what you start out with is you start out with an unnamed person. Um, 
the first thing you actually see is this ge- this gentleman in a pinstripe suit, nonetheless, or checkered suit, excuse me, uh, is talking to you about some kind of uh, thing you're supposed to be carrying. Uh, it turns out your character is actually a courier. You find out a little later in the game. A uh, courier for a company who was asked to deliver six different items by six different people. Um, some of these items were really weird things. Uh, they were fuzzy, small, they were fuzzy, handheld, small dice. Um, there was uh, some playing cards. Uh, your your courier, your person actually was carrying a uh, a platinum poker chip or platinum chip. Um, a lot of people have asked why platinum. Nobody really wants to get the answer. Um, it's actually the Lucky 38 poker chip, I believe it was called. Um, and the checkered man ends up stealing it from you and supposedly killing you in the process after he steals it and digs you a shallow grave and places you in the grave, a la gangster mode. Um, but a doctor happenstances around you, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. I think somebody else found you and took you to the doctor, and the doctor fixes you up. And this is basically where you start out in the entire game is you start out in this doctor's house. He gives you your special skills. Um, you create your special uh, – you, you, you give out your skill skills, I believe, um, by just clicking on a button. So, I mean, it's just you start out by pressing this button and you're given your skills. You can choose which skills you want by intelligence, uh, agility, strength. All the regular ones, and I mean it's it's pretty cool how they do that. And then uh, you can choose up to two perks, and when you first start, um, one perk actually when you first start the game is called Wild Wasteland, um, and it's not recommended for first time plays because a lot of people have pre- clicked it on and doesn't and they don't really know what's going on in the game that's changed. But it changes some stuff up that makes a lot of different things happen, like aliens invade. Um, there's a lot of Easter eggs that go along with it, like uh, one was called Amperu and Uncle Owen, where you find the charred remains of two humans <laughs> in the wild wasteland. That's funny, actually. So, I like that. It is. Um, apparently, there's also a uh, a refrigerator, is what they're calling it, is the uh, the refrigerator doom. Um, it's Indiana Jones is apparently uh, there's somebody in the in the refrigerator in the middle of a, a crater, and uh, they didn't make it. Through the uh, the nuclear blast, and but you get to take their hat away from them and their clothes, so that was pretty funny. Um, but um, the story basically goes with you trying to find out who stole your poker chip, and you trying to get vengeance and get the poker chip back so you can actually uh, finish out the job, finish out the delivery. Um, it's it's a long game. I mean, I'm not going to say it's short by any any means. I mean, Fallout Three alone took me close to 64 hours to complete um, basically every side quest I came upon and then complete the main quest itself. I mean, 64 hours is in no mind a very short game. Um, a lot of people are really sad when a game ends at 20 hours. Fallout has always been that one game that's going to be 60, 70, 80, 100 hours long. Um, so far, I think I've spent... Actually, let me bring it up, and we'll see how how long I've spent. I've spent over 23 hours alone playing this game, wow. and that's counting times I get off, times I have a chance to play. Um, I mean, I really don't haven't had a lot of time to play this game because work, 
But I mean, 23 hours is an addiction, and this game has definitely earned a chance to continue to to keep me away from other games right now. I was going to go back to World of Warcraft. Um, I have henceforth decided not to until December because of the fact I got Fallout this week. I have, <coughs> excuse me, I have Force Unleashed 2 plus Smite Elm vs. Raw 2011 next week. I mean, there's a lot going on. And then Call of Duty, of course, in November. So there's a lot of games coming out, but Fallout pretty much is going to keep me entertained until December, I believe. Well, I know next week on the show I'm probably going to go ahead and uh, do a review on SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. And then the following week I think I'm going to do The Force Unleashed 2 because I'm going to need a little time to kind of... I'm going to have to... It's really screwed up because i got three things that I want to play this week coming out. You know, I mean, the Red Dead Redemption DLC, which I haven't played Red Dead since I completed it. Um, And I've been meaning to go back. I haven't bought the Liars and Cheats DLC just yet, but I'm going to buy the Undead uh, Nightmare and play through that. So I want to talk about that here in the the upcoming weeks. So the next, you know, three or four weeks, I'm probably going to just start taking some of those games and reviewing them. But uh, next week, of course, will be SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 as it's obviously one of my uh, my favorite things to talk about here lately. So <laughs> that's going to be fun. Um, I, I did get some breaking news in here. Uh, for those of you that really enjoyed Lexi's Corner earlier on the night, um, Harmony just sent me a, t- a message saying that Lexi is hiding under the high chair so that I won't see her. And Harmony with the line of the night, you're not John Cena and I can see you. <laughs> So that's, that's great. That's how much this kid is involved in wrestling now. So superstar in the making, right there. You could definitely tell that she is JJ Sexy's child as she goes. I want to punch his face off so he can't do this anymore. You could definitely tell that is JJ Sexy's child. No God, you that should was... you should have seen her when we watched it on the on the show on Tuesday. I mean, she was going ape shit nuts. I'm pretty sure she looked at you and said, "Daddy, come here. I want to f you." you. And then the funny thing was that uh, our middle child, Sienna, she's nine was actually play wrestling around with her, I guess, today. And I said, what are you guys doing? And then Lexi says, I'm Wade Barrett, and I'm wrestling with Sienna. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right. So she's definitely into the into the show. She really enjoys it. So Yeah, it's, like I said, I, like I said before, this has really brought me back into enjoying wrestling again. This entire angle, I mean, you don't. This is something you haven't seen in a long time. I mean, last time we really saw this was Ted DiBiase. I mean, he, when he was paying people off to do stuff for him. I mean, but this has really brought me back into uh, wrestling as a whole. I mean, John Cena basically has to do what Wade Barrett says. I mean, the the GM being stolen, which I think I saw the GM tonight. To be honest, um, we had movie night tonight. At work, uh, we were at Camp Lejeune, Terawa Terrace, uh, movie night. We had 291 people. I believe I saw a MacBook there. So the, the GM could have been there. Somebody was using, eating popcorn and using it. So he may have been there. I may have just missed him by seconds. So quick update. We might have just seen the raw general manager at Camp Lejeune tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The plot thickens here on Unplugged. Can you verify that, that it? Can, can you verify that it was the general manager? I cannot. I just know it, it was a, a MacBook that was sitting there with a Marine who was typing, 
and eating popcorn at the same time with a hot dog. So I'm not entirely sure. Once again, people, you might be able to solve the mystery of the missing MacBook, the Raw GM, if you have information on the whereabouts of Raw's GM. Give us a call at 501-588-7957. What is that music? It's Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, I was like, I know that music from somewhere. It sounds familiar. I just don't know where. That was awesome. Hopefully, the yeah. Raw GM will, will be live in attendance this Sunday at Bragging Rights, and the mystery will be solved. I wish they would just go ahead and tell who it is, because I'm getting a little tired of the, the MacBook itself. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I wish they bring back the voice, though. Give us the voice. Give us the electronic voice, and we'll be fine. Edge, don't look at me with the crazy eyes. Cole, Cole, stop him. That was just hilarious. I know. Calling out the Michael Cole. I was thinking they, they could have used, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was very disheartened at the fact that when the show went off the air on Monday, they had this big dark match that was supposed to be a fatal four-way, which ended up being a, a triple threat for the WWE Championship between Wade Barrett uh, Seamus and, jo- and uh, not John Cena, uh, Randy Orton. Basically, John Cena's music hits, and then Barrett gets on the mic and says, "You know what? Because of his attitude, I pulled him from the match. He won't be here," which got you know a huge ovation of booze for Barrett. Came out like a million bucks. But yeah. of course, Brett the Hitman Hart came out as the special guest referee, and I shit you not, the crowd went ape shit nuts. You, you you could literally feel the building shake and rumble underneath your feet. Biggest ovation of the night. Why they didn't use him on TV, I will never understand. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because a lot of people were saying Brett is in the building, Brett is in the building, let's let's use him on TV, and then they didn't. And it was just one of those things where you're kind of like, really, Vince? This would have been something good for TV. Have him come out and back up Natalia or something or back up the uh, – or stop the fighting, the infighting between the Hart Dynasty. I mean, something like that would have worked out great. But nope, Vince is like, no, nah, we're not going to use that. Let's use him on uh, – for the dark show, dark match. Well, I mean, you know, the plus side is at least he didn't debut in Edmonton. That would have been crazy, but, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, things are just – how did – I'm curious about this. How did the crowd come off during the uh, the Hart Dynasty uh, fighting? Um, The crowd was behind the Hart Dynasty initially when they came out. But yeah. once once the split up, a lot of people were confused. Um, a lot of people not happy over it. I mean, obviously, this is their hometown crowd. I mean – you know, Harry and TJ grew up here. Yeah. And have wrestled in front of, you know, all those people numerous times. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good idea for the WWE to do what they did as far as break them up or at least tease the breakup in Calgary because, I mean, you know, what better place to do it than their hometown? Yeah. So I'll give them credit on that. But uh, with that said, I think I'm going to open the phone lines up. And if you guys want to call in and, you know, give us your thoughts, of course, on any of the video games, SmackDown versus Raw 2011, Force Unleashed 2, because uh, I know there's a bunch of diehard Star Wars fans out there somewhere. Of course, the Red Dead Redemption DLC coming out on Tuesday. Or if you want to talk a little bit about SmackDown tonight, you know, the, how Raw was pretty much obliterated by Team SmackDown. And I really think that because of that, I'm going to be real surprised if SmackDown goes over on Sunday. I, I would be really surprised, considering that they got the Lombardi Cup Last year, I really think yeah. it would be better to see, you know, Raw kind of have that bragging rights trophy this year. And I kind of think this is, we're going to see this. I mean, every year it's going to be, you know, back and forth between the, the, the two shows. I just I don't see any way for them to do that and contain a, a rivalry. So 
but with that said, the phone lines are open 501-588-7957. Uh, give us a call, or you can send me an email at sundaynightshowdown at yahoo.ca, and I'll read those live on the air. There is something, JJ, that I thought I'd bring up um, if I called in tonight. Um, AAA, Lucha Libre, have you had a chance to play it? Or even seen anything about it? I've seen it. I know Charles Shane, my uh, my broadcast partner on the on the Causecast, has played it, and we even discussed it with Brian Williams on Tuesday. Um, he went and bought the game too, for the price tag of sixty bucks. I don't really think it's a game that's you know worth sixty dollars. They don't have that many features in the game. Yeah, and for a game that's supposed to be lucha libre and fast paced, it's you know as Charles had basically put it. You got guys that are hunched over, looking like ogres, and it takes them about a minute to run. Yeah, um, it's just it's not a lucha libre game in that respect. I mean, they they pretty much took the old impact engine uh, from Midway and slowed the game down a little bit. And I I think you know from what I hear, it's fun, but like I said, I haven't actually gotten a chance to play it, or uh, I don't want to you know be biased and make a comment and say shit that I don't know, but. Um, I mean, it's one that I'll pick up eventually. It's not high on my priorities right now. But from what I hear, it's it's not the greatest game out there. And it's obviously coming out in the wrong month. October is just not the month you want to bring out AAA Lucha Libre. Yeah, I, I definitely want to say this right quick. That uh, I mean, I've I've been playing it. I've got it from Gamefly. And I really I, I enjoyed what I played. But I, it, it needs to be faster. It needs to be a little bit harder than what it is. And the fact that when I do something off the top rope, it looks like my guy is basically spinning in midair right quick, just to have just to have the ability to uh, do like a, a dive, uh, a plancha to somebody outside the outside the ring. I'm kind of like you had to do four flips just to do a plancha, really. So I mean, if they made it a little bit faster, a little bit more harder to control, I, th- I think it would have been a lot better. But I'm not sure. I mean, it's fun, like like you said, it's a little bit fun, but it's a little different. Than what you used to. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be sure and check this game out here in the near future. But um, you know, I know Shamo is asking if it has Mortal Kombat style moves. It doesn't actually have those. Thank God. Thank God we got away from the acclaim. <laughs> uh, yeah. Games, you know, Warzone, Attitude. It's like back, back, forward, forward, up, down, up, down to fucking do a rock bottom. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hollywood. Hollywood, always up to no good. Yep, yep. it's me, it's me. I swear, I might have to get a Snoop Dogg sounder every time you call. I'll sweet. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. So what's on your mind, bro? Oh, not much, not much. A few things, like... I guess it's kind of interesting. Really, I, I swear, Curly's going to go to Cuba, and like, he needs to buy all of us here in the chat room cigars. That would be cool. And that should be almost a must. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll, definitely. I want Curly to send me a fucking uh, Cuban cigar. Hell yeah. I'm with yeah, you on that. any old Cuban cigar, like El Presidente style Cuban cigars. Well, you know, exactly. That'd be awesome. So what's on your oh, mind yeah. tonight, bro? Oh, lots on my mind is always. Epictober is, like, getting pretty big. This is getting pretty big. It and is. I'm unfortunately flat broke, so... Well, you know, it's unfortunate because I would have loved to have, uh, you know, originally my plan was to obviously have a a big UFC 121 show on Saturday, but 
with everything that, you know, with, with all the costs that have basically exploited me this month, you know, Force Unleashed 2, uh, SmackDown versus Raw, which I'm supposed to get a free copy of. We'll, we'll see how that translates. But um, you know, with UFC, three different pay-per-views in a month, I, I'm just, I'm tapped. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to, to pull a, a Brock Lesnar, Cain Velasquez show on Saturday. I'll probably watch it. I'll probably go to a sports bar here in town and watch it, but... It's just it's a crazy month. October's been crazy and with me going to Raw. I mean I'm I'm literally pretty tapped. See, I'd probably be able to afford, you know, a game or two, but unfortunately at work, my boss or something's wrong with our internet, my boss is taking a very lazy approach to getting it done. So I mean I haven't got paid this month, so I'm kinda pissed. Well, I I'd be pissed too. That's kinda fucked up. Yeah. You haven't got paid yet? Dude. Nope. I think it's time to say, hey, guess what? I'm out. Peace. Well, I would, but I just don't want to. I just got that job not that long ago, but I do not want to make the same mistakes I made when I was younger. Because I was younger, I did really impulsive, really stupid things. You know, I want to be able, even though, you know, like I said, here soon I'm starting my video game design classes, and they are, books are coming next week. I can't wait. I'm excited. Right. But, you know, until things kind of get better for me, where I can kind of sit there and just. Have that job in my hand where I can walk out the door, you know, giving at least a week or so, week or so notice, you know, then I can just do that. But I'm not going to do it until then. Because I want to leave smart. I want to leave, you know, no, I'm walking out, the guy on top, and then if I don't go my, that way, I want to get the next job. I don't hear, well, we called your boss, and he told me you were this and you were that. It's like, you know, I still want to deal with that. And, and that makes sense. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, shitty employers out there, but uh, if you're not getting paid, man, I mean. I know. Where do you live at? If you don't mind me asking, Castle where do you Bluff. live? Castle Bluff. Where? Castle Bluff. It's like right next to Omaha. Is that? What state is that in? Where is that at? Iowa. Oh, oh, oh. Um, do you have any, like, military bases close by or anything like that? Yeah, uh, off it's in Bellevue. That's where I was born. Uh, dude, there's a uh, there a lot of military uh, groups out there have a civilian uh, group like Marine Corps has MCCS, Marine Corps Community Services. You may want to look on some federal job sites and see if they they have any hirings because I mean a lot of places hire civilians to do stuff like run the military exchanges, run the game stops like they're doing down here. I mean, a lot of places hire outside help to do these places. So well, look on some federal like, government uh, sites. If you'd like, if you know some, let me, if you want, you can, like, uh, after I get the phone here, you can, like, uh, click on my thing, you can send me some, so I know where they're at. Well, I'm sending you a website through the chat on the com website uh, right now so that you'll have uh, one site. Oh, wait, that's the wrong thing. Um... A lot of government websites out there have uh, have the federal job stuff. So take a look, and uh, I mean, with uh, the federal jobs, you you have a job, you get money, um, you have you have job security. So it's it's always wow. there, man. I'm trying to get that. I'm not, I'm not used to the that chat room yet. So if you have to send it to me like after I get back uh, out the phone here. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get it to you. Um, hey, Sean. Quick question. Yes. Um, you're out of Camp Lejeune, right? Yeah. 
Um, did you get a chance to hear the interview we did on Wrestling News Live this past week with Mean Gene Okerlund? Uh, no, I didn't, unfortunately. Do they actually have a, a Mean Gene's Burgers there? No, they do not. They, I believe they used to. Okay. Um, there used to be a place in the, uh, the, the PX Food Court, I believe, that was in Mean Gene's. It is now a, uh, it is now a Wendy's. Um, so there's not one there. Why do you ask that, if I may ask? Uh, he actually brought that up. He actually said something about Camp Lejeune. He was going through all the military uh, bases that uh, were supposedly, you know, Mean Gene Burger outlets, and he did mention Camp Lejeune. So I just, since I haven't talked to you, I thought I'd ask you about that. Yeah, I think at one point they had one, but like I said, it's been a while since they've had it. I mean, in that same spot, there's been a, there's a Wendy's now. It was a... What was that place called? Robin Hood Sub Sandwich Place. And then I think that was a Mean Jeans there before that. I'm not entirely sure. I do know there used to be one on base. But it's been a while. Cool, cool. Well, if you get the chance, go back and listen to the interview. Because he, he did mention uh, he mentioned Mean Jeans Pizza and Mean Jeans Burgers and stuff like that. And I, I know he mentioned Camp Lejeune by name, so... Well, I definitely want to hear it because I definitely, I definitely know that. Either way, y'all do a great job with interviews, and I definitely want to hear it because I mean, Kurt Angle was an amazing interview, and I mean, you and Trey are definitely built to do interviews, and I know that you did this one a little bit solo, I believe. No, I well, no, Trey was there. I, I didn't think he was okay. going to be there, but uh, he ended up able to to do the thing. The cool thing about the interviews that we do on this network, I mean, whether it's doesn't matter who it is, uh, the cool thing about it. You know, whether it's me or whether it's Trey, we just have a different style of interview. It's not it's not one of those, you know, how'd you get started in the business kind of thing. It's not one of those, yeah. you know, just a guy asking questions. It's more like we're sitting around the water cooler just talking and having a good time. And uh, that really comes across with Kurt Angle, and I think you get the same aspect with Mean Gene. And I've even been told by several people that they enjoyed the Mean Gene interview better than the Kurt Angle. And that's, you know, that's saying something considering we had Gene for an hour and Kurt for two. So, you know. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I'll but, definitely have to check it out. But uh, Hollywood, is there anything else, brother, before we let you go? Yeah, a couple things. Are you still sending stuff to Brian Williams about uh, SmackDown from about 2012? Uh, I believe Charles is, yes. And okay, we have to get uh, some stuff up. There's some things I want to kind of send off to him. Okay. Um, his uh, email is charles at cause.ws. Okay. Uh, there was something else. I'm so absent-minded tonight. It's been like a long day. I hear you, man. I'm uh, I'm tired as shit. I I feel like I'm just kind of winging it tonight. I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I remember. If you know, you guys are looking for like interviews on like Thursday on the nights like this. I'd love to hear like someone like Adam Sessler on here, from, like uh, U4 TV. That would be cool. Have, uh, oh yeah, that'd be great. You can get a hold of that. Now I think I, I'm going to have a discussion with Trey on some things uh, as far as the way we do interviews and stuff. I'm I'm almost thinking that we should probably interviews for Wrestling News Live. I'm almost thinking we should probably do like a uh, like a WNL extra that, that'll air like during the week and just kind of leave Wrestling News Live. You know, kind of what we do covering Raw and stuff. That way we don't have extended shows or we don't have shows where it's mainly pre-taped like we did on Monday. Um, I would yeah. just love to have like a WNL extra to play during the week if we have an interview, and just do it that way, kind of separate it from the show. That work. So it's it's something that you know I don't want to do an interview every week, and it's something that Trey and I have discussed. But we have you know 
fallen into a bunch of interviews here lately. So. Yeah, but they're living good, though. That's the good thing about it. I know, but they're so good at this point, I'm almost afraid to do more because I'm afraid we won't live up to the, the hype of these other two. That already might end up being the situation. I mean, that being, people might just be demanding it every week. So That's true. So anything else? But, yeah. No, that's it. Like I said, I'll, you guys want, you can send me that information. Like I said, if not, I can always send you guys an email or something or whatnot and get it figured out. But, yeah, I'll, I'll look into those. Thanks. Okay, man. All right. Sounds good. All right, I think I might take one more call, and then I'm going to wrap the show up. I'm going to wrap the show up. Wow, speaker. That's awesome. <laughs> Got to love live radio. Called me off guard. I know, I'm talking to myself. What's up with that? So the phone lines are open, 501-588-7957. Give us a call right here on Unplugged. And again, we can talk SmackDown versus Raw, The Force Unleashed 2, and pretty much anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up. So I don't have Since- a lot of gaming news. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, since we were talking about Fallout a little bit ago, I wanted to discuss a little bit of styles that uh, I actually have noticed um, since I've been playing. Um, in Fallout 3, it was really bland with the color and the landscape. Um, Fallout New Vegas, there's actually a lot of vegetation and stuff like that. Um, you can actually collect stuff when you're playing, which I've found out is which is really cool. It's really different um, when you're playing through the game. I'm actually still playing as we're talking here. Um, and I've actually come across this point that is probably one of the highest points in the game, but it gives you this outlook over a lake, it appears, that goes into uh, the Hoover Dam. But, I mean, it's one of the most... It's one of the very nice and beautiful um, sights in the entire game. And, I mean, it's just... It looks amazing, to be honest. I wish I could take a picture of it and post it online and i might actually just do that that sounds pretty cool it, it's it's very cool sorry no that's cool like i said i'm gonna check fallout new vegas here pretty soon i i you know what i still haven't beat fallout 3 i need to get my ass back on there but there's just so much going on man i just haven't had time to get all these games <laughs> yeah and today is actually the uh start of blizzcon which is the convention that blizzard puts on every year and they've had some uh some news come out of that today um which was pretty pretty big news uh, if you're a uh, Diablo fan. Um, the new the new and final class has been announced. It is now the Demon Hunter is the final class. And if you get a chance to take a look at the intro video for that, it's actually uh, it's a pretty sweet video. It's uh, you see the the person hunting down you get to see the person hunting down a demon, and she ends up at a girl who and she looks at the girl and says, "You always have a choice." to be the hunted or be a hunter and then you see all these demons appear and she just starts laying waste to all of the demons coming at her and i mean it's a really cool intro video that'll definitely um that makes you want to play Diablo 3 even more even though they haven't announced the date for it so i mean it's really fun hmm. can't wait that sounds pretty cool i'll have to check that i know Trey had sent me a link to uh Justin.tv earlier today, he was watching BlizzCon, so I kind of watched a little of that, so that was kind of cool. Yes, I wish I was there. Uh, actually, my uh, the guy who's doing my interview for GameStop uh, coming up next week is actually at BlizzCon. He sent me some uh, news, some uh, pictures, and when he comes back, I have told him I'm going to smack him in the face and take his money because I want to go next year. That sounds fun. Sounds yeah, like- and... 
I just saw um something online right quick about uh Medal of Honor, which uh um as we know, as a lot of people know that uh it was not sold on military bases through GameStops. Um I gotta say I picked it up and it ended up being probably one of the most to be honest, I didn't like it. Um, a lot of people have said they loved it. I think it got a somewhat good score on IGN. I can't remember. But, I mean, I played it for about 20 minutes, put it down, and then sent it back to Gamefly. Um, Medal of Honor just isn't what it used to be. It used to be really good with the World War II stuff. Now it's just completely not there. So, Wow. Uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of stuff about that game. A lot of people not happy with Medal of Honor. So, I don't know. Sucks to be sucks to be them. It does, and I'm really hoping that they get their head out of their asses and say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't for us." And they go back and create some other games. I mean, I don't I don't care if they create shooters. Just don't do Medal of Honor anymore. Stop with Medal of Honor. Stick with Battlefield because Battlefield is definitely where they should. Where the money is going to be for them. Well, Horseman in the chat says you got to give it a chance. He thought it was awesome. I, I gave it a chance. I played it. I picked it up, played it for, like I said, 20 minutes, put it down, and I did give it a second chance as I have always had the problem where I play it once, hate a game, and then never play it again, but then play it a second time, and I enjoy it. I played it a second time the next day, and I just didn't like it, man. Played online, didn't like it played single player just found the story itself to to not flow right i guess i just really didn't like it i mean i guess it's because i i mean being on a military base i hear all these stories about what goes on and i guess it's just one of those things where i guess it feels a little too close to home i don't know if that's what it really felt like it's just after hearing all these stories from guys who have been in afghanistan and iraq and Korea and all that. I mean, it's just I just did not enjoy it, and I kind of wish that uh, kind of wish it never came out. To be honest, I hear you. You know, the thing that turned me off from it was the fact that they couldn't call the uh, they couldn't call the guys the Taliban. It was just wrong to see the Taliban killing American soldiers. Well, I I'm in agreement with that. I I'm not really a big fan of seeing that, but I thought it was hilarious that they called them the opposing force. It's even better than the Taliban. The op four. I mean, that's actually a real military term. Is the op four, and it's, and I was kind of, kind of laughing to see that that was actually the new name, and I mean, I had no problem with the Taliban. Uh, a lot of guys I talked to had no problem with the Taliban. Even, I believe there was a colonel they did an interview with on Military dot com about this game. Said he had no problem with the fact that the enemy was called the Taliban. It's just a game. Everybody should lighten up, but. I mean, there were people out there who were having problems. They could, they didn't like that. So, I mean, it takes one person, basically, to ruin an entire game for a lot of people. And, I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but a lot of people have enjoyed it. And to those people, I say more power to you. Um, I just really couldn't get into it. And it's just, I really don't think I will ever get into it. I mean, I played Call of Duty. I played Fallout. I played Halo. I played pretty much almost every shooter there is out there, and Medal of Honor back in its back in the original games was good. Was very good. 
now it's just they're kind of like throwing darts at the wall to see what sticks. So, I don't know. No, I hear you. On that note, I think we're going to end the show for tonight. I want to thank everyone who tuned in to Unplugged on your Friday night. We're definitely making Friday nights better here on the SNS Radio Network. I want to thank Sean for calling in and talking a little bit of Fallout with us, New Vegas. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. No problem. Thank you for having me on. I want to thank Hollywood. I want to thank the Trade Dog for joining me for the SmackDown recap. And, of course, my official news source from headlockstoheadlines.com, Chris Kelly, who apparently is going to Cuba next week. That's going to be interesting in itself. But with that said, uh, stay tuned to the network this weekend. We should have an archive up for World Wrestling Revolution. On Sunday, we will have another live show. We'll be covering braggy... We'll be covering bragging rights right here on the SNS Radio Network. A Sunday night showdown returns to the airwaves. Myself, Harmony Boom Boom Sex A, Mark the Shark to Carlo, and one step closer to dashing, Internet Dave. Uh, definitely tune in. We'll find out if it's going to be Raw. Is it going to be SmackDown? Who gets buried alive? And will Wade Barrett walk away? The world heavy, the WWE champion, excuse me, which is still a world heavyweight title, by the way. Uh, this Sunday, Bragging Rights Sunday Night Showdown, 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So with that said, I am JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. Good night, everybody. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye.